Welcome to the Error Bar, where obfuscation is ostracized. In this episode, newspapers and science websites rehash stories told decades ago, making more of the same errors about pee, alcohol, rabbits, and divorce. Here is the Brain News on the 20th of August, 2021. The Null Ritual, or Plagiarism. The Erebar has returned to deal with an article about p-values in sciencenews.org. P-values are statistical tools that researchers have used for more than a century to indicate the likelihood or surprisingness of experimental results, assuming that there was, in fact, no real result at all. It's part of what is often called null hypothesis significance testing, used in many disciplines to help decide whether experimental effects are real. The author of this latest article about p-values, Bruce Bauer, claims that psychologists have been misled by p-values for more than 70 years, that we are trapped in what he calls the null ritual. Psychologists are guilty, Bauer argues, of continuously and mindlessly testing the null hypothesis of not looking at or showing our data, not reporting averages, not developing theories, and not repeating experiments. The sooner we abandon this ritual, he argues, the sooner we can do proper science, you know, like psychology in the old days, bearded chaps such as Pavlov, Kurler, and Piaget. Is psychology stuck in the null ritual? There is so much wrong and not to like about this article that I could happily fill a whole episode describing it. I'll spare you the monologue and just give a brief critique. First, as a whole, this article is a naive, stroppy, cliched, hatchet job of the entire discipline of psychology. It's not an argument, but a string of unqualified, sweeping, often incorrect statements. Forty years ago, psychology awarded Bauer an MSc. Psychology should take it back. Second, this article has been published before. In 1997, Bauer wrote a very similar article. Third, this article has been published before. In 2013, Bauer wrote a very similar article. Fourth, this article has been published before. In 2018, Bauer wrote a very similar article. Fifth, that's right, Bauer has written similar articles using the same sources and quotations four times over 24 years. His go-to guys are Loftus, Gigerenza, and Rodin. Why did he feel we needed to read this yet again? He's like an arsonist wandering around a police station with a dripping can of petrol. Sixth, his errors. What a list. I'll pick the worst. Bauer claims that psychology textbook writers created the idea of statistical significance in the mid-20th century. They didn't. As his colleague Tom Siegfried wrote, better, in 2010, it began in the 19th century. Bauer states that statistically significant results are rarely used as a launching pad for testing alternative explanations. No, Mr. Bauer, we psychologists A. do more than one experiment in our life, B. test theories multiple times over our careers, and C. have a discussion section in every article. Bauer talks of a golden age of Pavlov, Kurler, and Piaget. Three high school textbook psychologists who, he claims, didn't use the concept of statistical significance. I'm not going to fact-check that claim, because I'm certain that Bauer has read all of their collected works in their original Russian, German and French. One thing I did do, however, is read what Jean Piaget said about psychologists in 1979. 
The psychologist seeks to be as logical as possible in his reasoning, and he borrows formulas from the theory of probability when he does his statistics. Conclusion Mr. Bauer, it's time to stop your damaging ritual of publishing the same article again and again and again. Psychology is a solid science doing wonderful things, and we understand statistics a lot better than you. Science was by Piaget in 1979, reported in Science News. A little alcohol is good for your heart. In one of the only Daily Mail headlines without a single word in block capitals, we learn that six pints of beer a week is good for our heart. It's not a neuroscience article. Apologies. But it is an article about beer, something the Erebar is very interested in. The claim is from a meta-analytic study of different levels of alcohol intake and cardiovascular health. Across 12 studies and three databases, researchers pooled nearly 50,000 people's data. The conclusions seem well supported. All levels of alcohol intake, up to a bottle of wine a day, seem to be better for you than not drinking at all. That's good news for Erebars everywhere. The only snag is that the not drinking at all group included people who gave up drinking because of poor health. Taking these people better into account will likely decrease the apparent health benefits of booze. Conclusion. Cheers. The science was by Ding et al. in BMC Medicine, reported in the Daily Mail. Down the rabbit hole. Sitting on a grassy bank during a short break from my summer holiday at the University of Nottingham, one of our many resident rabbits approached me. It took out a pocket watch, looked at the numbers, looked back at me, twitched, and hopped towards the Portland building. I knew that I must follow it. I followed the rabbit into the newsagent and was led towards the Daily Express, and a headline reporting that animals can recognise numbers just as well as children. Well, what a curious claim! I bet there's a solid piece of science behind this unlikely headline. I found myself saying out loud like a pompous little girly. Lucky there's no one else on campus. In the second paragraph of this unlikely article, among other details, the Express reported that the report was first reported in the Mirror. Oh dear, I don't normally read the Mirror, I said, as a security guard approached. So I followed the link and picked up the Mirror, where, this time in the third paragraph, among other details about the very same story, the Mirror reported that the report was first reported in the Metro. The Metro? But I don't normally read the Metro, the worried security guard heard me say. Oh dear, I said. Oh dear. So I followed the link and picked up the Metro where, this time in the 37th paragraph, the Metro reported that this whole report that the Metro had reported verbatim and the Mirror had reported was from the Metro and the Express had reported was from the Mirror was originally reported in the conversation. And it was by Silke Goebel, a number psychologist from the University of York. Oh dear, oh dear, don't journalists do any research anymore? I asked as the security guard applied the cable ties to my wrists. Conclusion, follow the bunny. The story was reported in the Daily Express, the Mirror, the Metro and the conversation. Maths predicts divorce. In the second science news rabbit hole this episode, I was drawn in not by an imaginary rabbit, but by the Express, again, telling us that scientists have now revealed an equation that predicts whether married couples will divorce, with 90% accuracy. At first I was amazed, can this be true? 
Then I remembered that it was The Express, a tabloid misinformation outlet that is yet to post a single reliable story after 15 episodes. As I fell down this second rabbit hole and back into the past, years and years went by and nothing happened, until 2015, when mathematician Dr. Hannah Fry recorded a YouTube video about the maths of marriage. Then, in 2014, she gave a TED talk on the maths of love. I kept falling and falling until a 2004 BBC story and a 2003 book called The Mathematics of Marriage, where the 90% claim was made. The original research papers where this equation was devised come from about 1995 to 2002. The abstracts say they used multivariate statistical methods to predict, with 80 to 95% accuracy, which of about 100 to 200 couples per study will divorce. This based on just a few minutes interviews with each couple. Can divorce be predicted with 90% accuracy? I don't know. The error bar does not fact check 25 year old psychotherapy studies. The only reason these stories appeared in the newspapers is because they are trying to sell some pop science maths brain training gizmo. Yes, listeners, this is just an advert. After 15 episodes of fake science news, the Express and Mirror are permanently barred. What I will do, however, is name the women involved in these math studies. Every single newspaper article, the TED talk and the YouTube video named only the two men involved. Let's call them Man A and Man B, but failed to mention the multiple female co-authors. Only the BBC in 2004 named one of them. So, to Dr. Catherine Swanson, Dr. Christine Swanson, Dr. Sybil Carrere, and Dr. Rebecca Tyson, may your marriages and your maths be blessed. Conclusion, SPAF. This was reported in the Daily Express and the Mirror. It's closing time at the Error Bar, but do drop in next time for more brain news, fact-checking, and neuro-opinions. Take care. The Error Bar was devised and produced by Dr. Nick Holmes from the University of Nottingham. The music by D. Yang Key is available from the Free Music Archive. Find us at theerrorbar.com, on Twitter at Bar Error, or email talk at theerrorbar.com. Listener.